My friends, welcome. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. With Justin Trudeau joining Joe Biden in announcing that there are food shortages directly ahead, yet neither offering any plan for how to remedy the situation, nor guidance as to how you and your family might weather the storm. No talk of victory gardens, or anything for that matter. In fact, it's becoming increasingly clear that these administrations want these crises and are doing everything they can to aggravate the situation. What that means is that there is now a rebirth going on, a return to regenerative agricultural practices, to permaculture, to community gardens, and people coming together when they see the leadership completely failing and in fact working against them. I mean that. The Biden administration was petitioned by farmers, you can read if I can find the... The Biden administration was petitioned by farmers to please allow us to work the land that you have made us set aside under your conservation reserve program. Millions of acres that they're not allowed to work because it's environmentally sensitive. They said, please let us do the extra work. We'll put in the hours. We really want to feed America. Uh, Let us plant some crops here to get over the shortage that we're going to have because of the Ukraine war. And the Biden administration is not interested in that. In fact, they are putting even more land into the CRP as much as legally possible. They don't want any of that land to be worked. They want this crisis. I also want to touch tonight on uh, more and more of these PCR test-driven bird flu outbreaks and the millions of chickens that are being killed off, the talk of egg shortages in advance of Easter. How appropriate is that? Similarly, in Europe, where the animal feed supply has been cut off because they can't get food to make the animal feed, now organic farms are running out of animal feed. We'll talk about that. And in the Netherlands, they are actively considering instituting a meat tax. But again, it's not just the worst of times if you are not paying attention and depending on the system to feed you. It is the best of times because there is more activity than ever And I find it genuinely inspiring to see all of the guerrilla gardening and uh, new community gardens, all these things that are being installed. I want to hear from you so that I can share more of these stories because you guys are inspiring me. And when I share these stories, we're going to inspire even more people to go plant trees and gardens in random places. That's the guerrilla gardening part. You don't even have to own the land. In fact, I want to recount tonight, uh, years now, it's been since I spoke with Adrian Friday on this channel, who had figured out that he wanted to grow food, but he didn't have any land. And so he went and he found elderly people in his neighborhood who had the space for gardens, but didn't have the physical ability to work them anymore. And he said, I'd be happy to, to, to bring your garden back to life and share with you the results of that, which was just a fantastic way of finding land that he could work and making it happen, growing that food. All these ideas and you know, many more, like the community gardens we spoke with Marjorie Wildcraft about, all of these things are going on. And it is just awesome to witness you know, people coming back to life and just saying, it's go time. We, we don't have any option. We can't be lazy or say, ah, oh, the law said, no, it's, we got to grow food to feed ourselves because they're not going to do it and they're working against us. So let's talk about all this. I do want to hear from you. I'm going to put this up front. Farmer at protonmail.com. Please tell me about your projects, how you're growing more food than ever before, because I want to share those stories so that we can get more people doing the same things. But let's also talk about the news. We need to. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. 
we're seeing lockdowns in Shanghai. We know that means more supply chain disruptions. What are average Canadians supposed to do right now? Inflation is not abetting uh, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, we've seen from the global pandemic uh, to uh, the war in Ukraine, uh, significant disruptions of uh, supply chains around the world, which is resulting in higher prices for consumers and democracies like ours, and resulting in significant shortages and projected shortages of food, of energy, in places around the world. And that is Justin Trudeau, yes, confirming that there will be food shortages, just like Joe Biden said last week. What is his plan to deal with this? This is going to be a difficult time because of the war, because of the recovery from the pandemic. And Canadians will do what we always do. We'll be there for each other. We will continue to be there for the world, even as uh, we support each other through these difficult times. Yeah, not, not a lot there, Justin. I'm going to be there for you, too. What about Biden? Do you have any updates on the president's efforts to prevent real food shortages sparked by the war? So we're, uh, it's a uh, issue of a top focus, and we will have more to say uh, on that issue in the coming days, but I, I don't have a specific announcement for you today. Yeah, it's a top focus. We'll get back to you on that. No, no victory gardens, no suggestions about maybe you should plant a garden. It would, it would be really helpful if all 300 million people in the nation just put some potatoes in the ground. No, no, nothing, nothing. We'll get back to you on that. Just trust the federal government. We'll figure out how to feed you. I have no announcements at this time. Meanwhile, they are actively working to take out as much farmland as legally possible from production right now. Biden's USDA budget proposal seeks another $2.5 billion to enroll even more land in the Conservation Reserve Program, which, as you can read here, is the statutory acreage cap in place for fiscal year 2023. Max it out. Stop farming as much as possible. You see what they're... That's this. Those are their words. We'll figure it out. These are their actions. Stop farming. Right? Watch what they do, not what they say. As the counter puts it, the Biden administration is going to pay farmers more money not to farm. The goal of the Biden administration is to add 4 million acres of farmland to the CRP, which takes land out of production to blunt the environmental impact, part of an effort to cut greenhouse gas emissions. Guys, if this does not telegraph their intention... I don't know what will. I guess wait till we get to the chicken permits here in a second. As I mentioned, farmers are petitioning the government, please let us work harder. Let us put in more hours. We will put in our blood, sweat, and tears to overcome the food shortages that you're telling us are going to happen. And the government is saying no. Farmers are writing, we urge the USDA, please give us the flexibility to allow us to plant crops. I don't know, that's just common sense. It's not flexibility. It's an emergency basis at this point. Quote, we firmly believe that prime farmland acres should be able to produce crops. That's not that difficult of a concept, but that's not the goal of the Biden administration. And in fact, if you remember this report that I made shortly after he took office about the whole host of executive orders that they put into place on day one, waging war on agricultural production in the United States from making the USDA uh, tasked with a net zero carbon emissions policy and so on and so forth. This has been the agenda for a long time now. And by the way, those 27 million acres in the CRP is nothing to shake your head at. That is, according to these stats, about 3% of the total farmland in the U.S. And this includes you know, maple syrup and other uh, grazing fields. So if you actually put that into productive cropland, we're talking about a meaningful 
impactful difference that could be had here, but it's just not their goal. Their goal is food shortages and food prices rising. Let's look at Europe. Organic, this is a translated article from ntv.de. Organic farms are running out of animal feed. And the key here is that they will not be allowed to call themselves organic farms once they start using different feed here. So check it out. The war in Ukraine is causing difficulties for livestock farmers in this country. BioSeal at risk, that is their organic labeling. Organic farms in particular obtain their GMO-free protein feed from the Ukraine and the Black Sea region. There are no other suppliers for GMO-free feed. The result? In a few weeks, the warehouses with organic feed will be empty. Then, the organic livestock farmers will have to switch to conventional feed. This also applies to egg production. Whether they can then keep their organic label, their bio-certification, is still up to the EU. Now, this is reminiscent of what I covered in my last report, that uh, there's no such thing as free-range eggs in the UK, because they said, ah, oh, there's bird flu from migratory birds. You have to take your birds inside now. And all of a sudden, it's been six months or so since then, and that means there's no such thing as free-range birds. So this is rapid evolution, devolution, I should say, of the food supply. These are the changes that Klaus Schwab talks about when he says there's going to be changes in the food supply. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. Yeah, it's already happening. No free-range eggs. No organic meat anymore. Because they're making it impossible. Not just economically unviable. That was already the case for a while. There's been economic warfare for some time. Now it's just straight up impossible to have these things. Uh, and I want to continue on the shortage of animal feed. South Europe fears livestock coals as the Ukraine conflict prompts feed shortage. Uh, one farmer who runs a farm with 2,000 pigs fears his fourth-generation family business could be lost due to conflict in Ukraine. Ukraine is a major global supplier of animal feed, stocks of which are now falling fast across import-reliant Europe, with both Hungary, Serbia, and also now Moldova banning exports to try and safeguard their own domestic supplies. Farms like this Ferrari farmer have spiked and it threatens their future. Many face culling their animals if they don't improve the situation quickly. In fact, he says, I already hear reports of farmers slaughtering their animals because they can't get animal feed for them. This is a travesty. Quote, it's not just corn, it's also soya and numerous byproducts that are hard to find. There is a tremendous fight to get hold of what is available. VP of Livestock Feed Producer Mangimi Liverini said, if dairy cars, cows are slaughtered, it will take seven to eight years to build up the dairy supply once again. You see, this is a lasting impact that's happening right now. Seven to eight years to rebuild, if, if ever. And of course, we know this is why they're inventing fake milk and fake eggs and all this nonsense. Quote, the problem is that we now have a perfect storm. Ukraine is offline. Other countries have stopped exporting. In Italian ports, where usually ships arrive every week, now we only have 25-day supply left. Farmers are now considering giving the herd less feed as a first step, but may eventually be faced to slaughter some of their animals just to keep the farm going. 
And speaking of keeping the farm going, this statistic was also re released by Italy uh, that 100,000, here it is, 100,000 Italian farms are on the verge of closure. And it was that statistic that made a bunch of headlines. I think the more salient one is this. More than one in 10 farms is on the verge of closure, while about one third of them, a third of the farms in Italy, are working on conditions of negative profits. Obviously, you can't do that. Right? These are not charities, these are farms, these are families, or at biggest, they're companies. But nobody works on negative profits, not for long. Right, So I would say one-third, not just one in ten, are on the verge of closure. This is just Italy. The situation, as we've been seeing, is, is similar across Europe where they can't get animal feed. And of course, animal agriculture is also under attack in the United States where the bird flu outbreak is starting to get some more media coverage. Many more millions of birds have been killed across several states. Iowa, the latest, killing a million and a half birds uh, because of bird flu, because of PCR tests, which say that there's bird flu. Of course, they can get whatever results they want from those tests. Here from WSAW, uh, 12 million out of 320 million flocks in the U.S. has recently tested positive for bird flu. Ladies and gentlemen, that's nearly 4% of the poultry producers in the nation have recently tested PCR test positive for bird flu and is now being deflocked, cold, eliminated, killed, usually gassed. If the farm is providing for a local area, you could see some shortages nationwide, not yet, but prices are rising in advance of Easter. There's a bunch of articles about that, expensive eggs at Easter. Uh, what's, what's also happening, though, is that this is causing municipalities to say, Animals are dirty and dangerous, and we need you to register your birds. Here's just one example. This is from D.C., which I realize is not exactly a bastion of freedom, but this is a bellwether for what's happening everywhere else. Here you can apply for your annual chicken permit. This letter, by the way, accompanied this letter from Animal Control, which specifically, it's a citation, specifically calling out someone for having illegal animals. Chickens. You can't keep chickens. No, that's, that's an illegal animal. You're trying to feed your family? Uh-uh. Not going to happen on the watch of Muriel Mayer there. Uh, you can try if you want. You can apply for your annual chicken permit once a year. Renew your paperwork. Papers, please, for these birds in your backyard. Of course, this means the government knows where your birds are, and so when they want, they can come by with a PCR test or just tell you that some wild birds were flying overhead that tested positive and now we need to gas your birds we've seen that happening in the uk and now also in the us and this is just uh you know more of the encroachment on your ability to feed your family this is going on in the uk as well here's a message from defra to one resident saying oh there's been an outbreak of bird flu in your area and so we need you to register your birds come give us all your information so that when the time is right we can come take them away from you by the way if you're an attorney in the u.s or in the uk and you have some idea of how to handle this kind of administrative overreach uh, you know just saying feeding our families is a basic human right and you have you cannot come and take our birds or kill our birds or even force us to register please get in touch uh, we need to you know as we build a decentralized food system, they're going to do what they can to stop us. And so I'd like to be armed with knowledge on how to stop that. Send me a note, icehfarmer at protonmail.com. But it doesn't go as far as the Netherlands, who is now trying to introduce a meat tax. 
here from Powned.tv, you should be eating less meat, and so the cabinet is investigating a meat tax. Let me zoom in here. You should live a healthy life, and that means eating less meat. It's also better for the animals and for the environment. That's why the cabinet is going to investigate whether it's a good idea to levy an extra tax on meat in addition to a sugar tax, which is already there. Now, just to remind you, this was the outcome resulting in the food chain reaction game, the John Podesta run Center for American Progress simulation, much like Event 201 foresaw a virus outbreak. The food chain reaction game foresaw everything we're seeing now, countries locking down their exports, food shortages, food prices rising ridiculously, and people actually immense civil unrest, which is about to start happening uh, in the Middle East. Just watch. And, uh, and, And one of the outcomes of the food chain reaction game was, of course, more global government to help be there for each other, like Justin Trudeau said, and then a meat tax and a carbon tax. So this is the agenda working. This is them moving in the direction, like Klaus Schwab said, the, the, the changes to the food systems. And fortunately, there are also many of us working to create new local decentralized food systems uh, as rapidly as we can. And also because natural gas prices have gone through the roof and energy crisis means there's a food crisis, massive amounts of greenhouses across the UK and even into uh, the Netherlands are completely empty right now, where usually there are huge amounts of tomatoes and fresh greens and produce being uh, grown. And we can read here, in a small corner of southeast England, vast glass houses stand empty. The soaring cost of energy prevents their owner from using them to grow cucumbers for the British market. In fact, the National Farmers Union is warning that the UK is sleepwalking into a food security crisis. Peppers could fall, cucumbers could fall. So wake up, right? These, this report is all about waking everybody up. It's not, again, it's not about fear. It's about not sleepwalking because it's up to us to grow food for our families and for our communities. Joe Biden, Justin Trudeau, they're not going to do it. You can tell. They're working against us, in fact. But instead of sleepwalking, if millions of people went to the store right now and grabbed some potatoes and then waited for eyes to grow and put them in the ground. Usually you want to get organic potatoes because they haven't been sprayed with the chemicals that preclude them from growing eyes. So try and get organic if you can. But if millions of people planted potatoes right now, just think about that. That's, that is a sizable impact. That undoes, more than undoes, some of the impacts we're talking about in the rest of this report. And if it's not potatoes, grow something else. And if it's not growing food or it's not raising animals... I guarantee, folks, there is something you can do that will help the situation right now. And that's what we all have to be thinking about. Whatever it is that you can do with your experience, with your resources at hand, with the people you know, you know better than I. I can't tell you what it is, but you got to do it now. In fact, here's one example of that. Now Fall Haljami in Houston, Harris County, is running for judge. So he's not a farmer, right? He's someone who's got a legal background and is running for a judge in Harris County. But he says, I've got a plan now that Joe Biden is, again, now that Joe Biden is acknowledging we're walking into food shortages, why don't we do something about it? His plan, apparently, is that every park, every county park in Harris County, Houston area, should have a zone of farmers planting fields that can help to cover the gap of food. Now, that's not going to do it alone, but if we 
do that, and if you plant potatoes, and if we have uh, people doing guerrilla gardening, and there's community gardens all around, and every you know, we can do this. We've done it before. We did victory gardens. This is it's not difficult to grow food. We just have to get this message out, and then go execute on doing this. So again, that's that's the bottom line here. And so I wanted to share again. A friend of mine named Tom wrote and said, "Christian, you're a bad influence. Look what you made me do." He started this group on Nextdoor and on Facebook, where he is recruiting all of his neighbors to come start their gardens and start guerrilla gardening. Now he's in Nashville, and you can go find this group if you're in the area and help him out or get involved. Uh, but the idea, he he puts it pretty pretty plainly here: plant, plant, plant. Minimal maintenance, and then harvest, harvest, harvest. Get as much food growing as possible. You don't even have to have land. You just have to know that this is the name of the game right now. And if someone hasn't already started this kind of an activity in your neighborhood or in your community, then it's you. Then it's then you are the person that's got to do it because you're the one that, that knows this is going on. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, and then again, I mentioned at the outset here, Adrian Friday, who had the fantastic idea of just going to people in his neighborhood who had the space for gardens, but no longer the physical, you know, they were old or infirm and no longer had the physical capability of of working that land. And he just knocked on their door, right? It takes, you got to break your patterns. You got to, you got to grow and stretch a little bit. It might not be completely comfortable for you if you're not used to doing this kind of stuff, but this is, we don't have a choice. This is it. Go knock on doors. Go see if you can work those gardens. He then he expanded his uh, operation to include hospitals in the area that had gardens that were not producing food, but they are now because he said, "I've already done this with you know some grandmas in my neighborhood, and look at the food we're growing. And I'm starting a CSA with this. We're going to deliver gross, uh, fresh vegetables to people in my neighborhood. I noticed you've got a garden at your hospital that's nice and pretty, but it's gosh, it's not growing any food." And did you hear Joe Biden about the food shortages? Like you can put everything together for people now. You don't don't have to stretch at all. You just have to go get this done. And I know you can do it. And we're counting on you to do that. Uh, You can still find this report, Adrian Friday, to hear him talk about it. It's a very inspiring guy on IceAgeFarmer.com. You can find that report. As well, you can hear Marjorie Wildcraft talk about how, and she's tremendously inspirational as well, about how she's doing the legwork, the same thing, knocking on doors of businesses to get their support of people, to get them to, involved, to come help work uh, their plot of land or to get donations, whatever, whatever their contribution can be. She is out there putting it all together, doing that legwork. And uh, this is a, a very informative talk that she gave, this is just uh, a couple months ago now, that, uh, that takes you through the whole process of like finding land and putting together a, a plan that, that shows people how you're going to start growing food and why they should get involved, and then building this energy in the community to get support so that when you go, then go talk to the city council or whoever you actually need buy-in from, you, you can, you've, it, it makes it just seem like you've got such tremendous support. Like, of course this is going to happen. It's already happened. We just have to stamp it now, right? And, uh, you know, if, you've, if you sense the urgency, but you don't already feel that you're able to, to do what's required, watch these, these two folks because they get it and they're moving and, uh, and they can help you get moving too. Again, I want to know what you are doing. I know a number of you have started gardens and have then mastered that and moved out to the community gardens and starting different kinds of skill shares and seed swaps and all these sorts of things. I want to hear from you. Please let me know what is working well and what isn't working well so we can learn from that as well. 
But let's let's spread the word. Get in touch. Iceagefarmer at protonmail.com. I don't really need to, to talk about food shortages, right? We've got presidents of, of major nations doing that now. So now let's shift our focus to how we get through this. So get in touch. And I look forward to hearing from you. Folks, thanks for watching. You can find this report and all my reports at iceagefarmer.com. If you appreciate this broadcast, if you value this information, please help me keep the show running. I need your help. You can find me on subscribestar.com slash iceagefarmer or check out iceagefarmer.com slash support for a few different methods, including crypto addresses. If you're crypto rich or that's just what floats your boat, um, I really genuinely appreciate your support in any case. Thanks very much for watching. Let's go grow abundant food and raise awesome animals and have a good time doing it. Thanks for watching, folks. Be well.